This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Welcome to Inside the Jungle, your favorite show for Auburn basketball. I am your co-host, Chandler Fullman. I'm joined alongside my other co-host, Jace Phillips. Uh, Jace, not a great time to be an Auburn basketball fan. No, not right now, but plenty of great opportunities ahead, and that starts on Saturday. Yes, uh, as we welcome the East Mississippi uh, Red Wave into town. Um, or no, I think it's the East Mississippi little squeaky elephant or something like that. Um, but anyways, we welcome um, Alabama into town on Saturday, the number three team in the nation, college game day coming to town. Um, just a huge opportunity at hand um, for Auburn to get back on track. And what better place to do it than Neville Arena? I agree. Uh, it's a very, very, very uh, special place and a hard place to come into um, to win. And I think that that goes to show you, you know, winning around 30, 29 of about 30 games in a row, um, you know, not many teams can do that at home. So I just think that's just a testament to, to how tough it is to come into the jungle and win. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But let's get started uh, discussing – the last six games, we've got to do a better job of recording more often. We're, we're sorry um, to our uh, listeners. Um, we're sorry to Kyle. Please forgive us. Um, but we will. Uh, we're going to try to do. We're going to try to get a recording every two or three games from now on. Um, but it's just been hard with with all the losses. I mean, it's just been. <laughs> We have felt defeated, but we're finally getting a chance to record tonight, so uh, we're thankful for that. But we'll start with the South Carolina game. Uh, I went up to the Palmetto State. Quick shout-out to the Palmetto Pig. Great barbecue place about a half mile from Colonial Life Arena. Um, it's a barbecue buffet. Um, they got yellow mustard sauce that's amazing. Um, cannot recommend that place enough. Wonderful barbecue. Um, but moving on, getting on to basketball. That's what this show is about, right? Um, Auburn wins the basketball game versus South Carolina at South Carolina, 81 to 66. Um, and South Carolina has been struggling. I mean, there's no, no way to, uh, sugarcoat, what, what am I trying to say? Sugarcoat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no way to sugarcoat it. South Carolina is a struggling team. With a first-year head coach, they do have the number one recruit in the nation, Gigi Jackson. They do, and he he looked quite dominant in person. Yeah, um, especially but, in that second half. Yeah, he really got to go. And thankfully, we were able to jump out and get a big lead early. And um, I think, and very thankfully, not let it dwindle down. I think they might have got it down to six or eight in the second half. Yeah. And other I, than that, I, I don't. I believe we. We had control pretty much, you know, the whole the whole game, first and second half, and um, a big credit to to Janai Broom and Wendell Green, who we've kind of relied on all season. Janai Broom with twenty seven points, eleven rebounds. He's kind of become a double double machine, and Wendell Green with sixteen points. Um, but really, just the whole team really um, took quality looks. It weren't necessarily threes. We only made three threes the whole game, but. But we, we drove the basketball. We got to the free throw line. We scored inside the paint. Um, we, we just got a lot of really quality looks um, that weren't necessarily threes, which I felt like was really big for this team. 
Yeah, it was a a, a quality, um, I don't know if I'd say quality win, but a good win that you were supposed to win, and we we get, came away with the win. So uh, good job for for the Tigers on on that. But now we move into um, the games that were not so fun. Um, we have we have struggled uh, here as of the last five games. Uh, I believe we're one and four in the last five games. So. Let's just get started. Just get it out of the way. Um, Texas A&M at home. Um, it ended our 28-game uh, home winning streak. Yep. And A&M, it was really not even in question uh, most of the game. I mean, all, you felt like Auburn could pull within. I think we got pulled within like six or seven I or so. at one point. But that's about as close as we got. Yep. Every, um, every time we... We had a chance to cut it. It seemed like we we turned it over, and then just like that, they did another big shot um, to silence the crowd. And it was just very hard for for the crowd to get into it. And uh, being a midweek game, I, I, you know, obviously no excuse. We still need need students, especially, to show up. But I do think it was a big exam week, so the jungle was not near to the capacity it normally is. So that that didn't help either. Um, but no excuse. Credit day and M. They came out, they shot the ball well, they defended well, as Buzz Williams' teams do. you got to give it to him. Um, he, he really coaches his team to play physical on the defensive end, um, similar to Bruce, and um, they were able to find ways to disrupt us. And um, Once again, Wendell and Janai both had 16, but the story of this season has kind of been who's going to be that third, third man to step up because Wendell and Janai can't do it on their own. No, it's... And that's been proven uh, here in the last five games. It's, I mean, it, Wendell and Janai have played pretty well almost every game, but they just have not had really much help. No. Um, we've got to have Jalen Williams step up. Got to have Allen Flanagan step up. And I think one of the biggest factors, in my opinion, is the lack of contribution from our two guard. Um, I mean, Zepp Jasper, the starter, has been scoreless like seven or eight games this year, if not more. And, and KD and, Johnson, you ne- you just never know what you're going to get with KD. He might come out and give you a, a run with about a six, eight, six to eight straight points, and he might come out and foul a few times and turn the ball over a few times and then find his way back on the bench. I mean, you just there, there hasn't been any consistency at that spot, uh, at least on the offensive end. Um, both of those guys play very, very um, physical and aggressive on the defensive end and, and really help us out there. But both have just really struggled offensively this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, but really, Auburn uh, Auburn struggled uh, against Texas A&M. And it, Auburn, I felt like, played way better at College Station tonight as we are recording on Tuesday night. Um, than they did at home. Um, felt like Auburn made more shots at College Station, um, but at the end of the day, it just was not Auburn's night, and um, Auburn takes the loss uh, and ends the 28-game home winning streak. But then we had a chance to rebound in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, traveling up to Morgantown, West Virginia, a great opportunity to... Um, 
come away with a with a big win, but we did not. We didn't. Um, but I will say that that game I felt like said a lot about this team. I wasn't sure how this team would respond when they got down big um, to a quality opponent. But I believe we got down maybe even as much as 18 in the second half. I know it was 16, and I think it might have even got up to 18 at one time in the second half. And for us to battle back and have a chance to win that game at the end on a shot, um, I mean, I just think that says something about your ball club. And When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just noticing this now. It seems like every team, every game we've lost, the team has had one player that has just gone off. Uh, you know, when we lost to A&M at home to end our streak, uh, you know, Tyrese Radford scored 30. We went to West Virginia. Um, Eric Stevenson, 31, and neither could miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, and that's, you know, obviously credit credit to them for, for getting their guys quality looks and but those two guys if you know anytime you play a team and they have a player score 30 I mean it's going to be hard for you to win even if you do play a good basketball game yeah Eric Stevenson the transfer from South Carolina um that guy's a player um I mean there's nothing nothing that can be said other than he he is a baller and he is a player he is, and I, I'll tell you what, if, if South Carolina had him this year, they might be a team looking to get in the tournament right now. Yeah, with him and Gigi. But I mean, um, from Auburn's end, um, it wasn't really as much of an offensive struggling night as much as it was a defensive struggling night. Um, Auburn did it, like Jay said, Auburn shot the ball way better um, in the second half going from 40% from the field in the first half to 56% from the field in the second half. Um, we made two more threes, and we also made three more free throws. So we we shot the ball way better during the second half. But, it, like I said, it wasn't really much of an offensive struggling mm-hmm. night. I mean, we just got – well, and it really – the first half just killed us. I mean, you can't get down by 16 on the road – and expect to to come back from a, from a deficit like that, especially against a a team that's that's pretty good, um, and a team that was on that day. Yeah. Um. You just can't get down that much on the road and and scrum your way back, even if you are a good team. Um. It's it's just very tough. Um. Because you're you're not only going against you know that team, but you're going against you know their environment, and um you know that that plays a big role in that, and so. Credit to them for getting out early, and um, it almost feels like if we just would have played decent defensively in that first half that we would have won that game, ended up maybe pulling away by about 10 or so if we just would have played halfway decent in the first half. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Because mm. we, I, I mean, other than Stevenson hitting some, I mean, clutch shots at the end, I mean, we pretty much dominated that second half. Yeah, it's been the... It's been the kind of, as of recent here, it's been the coulda, woulda, shoulda show. 
Um, we could have done stuff. We should have done stuff, and we would have done stuff, but we didn't. Um, and that's that's what it came down to. But Jalen Williams, uh, we had four guys in double digits. Jalen Williams with eighteen, Janai Broom with fifteen, Allen Flanagan with thirteen, and KD Johnson with ten. Wendell uh, had nine points. Um, struggled um, much of the much of the day from the field. Only shot two of ten, one of five from three. I mean, like Jay said, you can't get down 16, 18 points and expect to come back and win. Nope. It's just it's too difficult. But let's move on to some a good, positive. Yep, some good news. Um, Auburn hosted Georgia um, on Wednesday, February 1st, and they came away with a 94-73 to win. Um and quite a solid game from from the Tigers, um, pretty much from everybody. Definitely. Um, once again, Wendell and Janai both both leading us in scoring. Up well, actually, Flanagan had a really big game. Um, Flanagan actually led scoring with twenty two points, but right there behind him are two reliables that pretty much have been all year. Janai with nineteen and Wendell with eighteen. Um, Janai with not only nineteen points but eighteen rebounds. Um, I mean, he he really was putting on a show and um, showing out that night, and um, also going three for three from the free throw line, which is which is big. As as much as um, Janai's getting fouled this season, for him to step up and be a hundred percent on the night from the free throw line. Yes, I would uh, echo that, and um, like you said, big night from Alan Flanagan. Um, very encouraging to see him go off for twenty two points and. Just have a big night, and um, really, this game was never, never really in question. Um, Auburn was in control pretty much all night during this game, so it was nice to have a a big, relaxing victory um, for Auburn because the last two games have been quite miserable. Um, so, it, and one thing, just looking at the bench scoring, even in a game where we're winning by you know 21 points we're getting outscored on the bench but bench points by double digits um and that's something that is kind of i'm not going to say rare but that's something that we used not to see the past few years with with our auburn teams is our bench points have normally been what's been really good for us compared to other teams um so not i feel like we were all expecting to have that depth this year and we really just lacked the depth that um, we thought we would have. And I think that a big part of that is just not necessarily getting what we thought we would from some of our first-year players. Yeah, I would agree with that. But moving on to the Auburn versus Tennessee game, um, I, it was up in Knoxville. Another very winnable game. Yes, a winnable game. What a great, what a wonderful defensive effort from the Tigers. Um, except the problem was the off as Good as the defensive effort was, um, holding Tennessee to, I believe, a season-low 46 points, the offense was just as equally, if not more, atrocious. I mean, it, the off, we scored 43, and it was, I mean, it was everything we could do to get to 43. Um, it was an ugly, ugly game um, for the Tigers and the Volunteers um, from an offensive perspective. And talk about, I mean, 43 points. I believe we scored 10 points 
in the first four or five minutes of that game, I mean, we got off to a start that made you think we were going to score in the 70s or 80s. And we only, who would have, you know, who would have thought that we'd only score, you know, a fourth of that in five minutes and only score 30 more points or 33 more points the rest of the game. Um, so a fourth of our scoring came in the first five minutes of the game. And um, credit to Tennessee, they made adjustments. Um, Rick Barnes is a great defensive coach. Um, and because Janai Broom started off the game, I mean, we were just going to him and, and they, they didn't have an answer. Um, they made adjustments and Broom got a little frustrated. And um, we've really kind of seen this year to let our emotions get the get the best of our performance. Um, that's something I've noticed with with this with this team that sometimes is is our weakness is um, letting our emotions get the best of of the next play, you know, letting the offense translate into bad defense or letting a you know bad defensive play translate into a turnover on the offensive side. Just playing too much off of emotions and not moving on to the next play. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I mean, Auburn. Auburn just couldn't hit a bear in the butt with a base fiddle. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could not hit the broad side of a barn. I mean, it was ridiculous. Auburn's shooting was atrocious. Only five players scored all game. Um, and there you go again. Zep Jasper, zero. Another, another example, which only shooting one time, I think that's probably also plays into our, our two spot. It's not as much that I don't think Zep, Zep's capable of scoring, but I feel like we don't ever set anything up for the two, two guard for Zep, and he he's got a good shot. I feel like it, every time Zep shoots, it's usually on the mark, and if he misses, it's usually right there around the rim. Um, and so, you know, but on the on the flip side of that, Zep did a fantastic job of shutting down Santiago Vescovi. I mean, and I think that was our game plan: shut down Vescovi and make somebody else beat you. And I wouldn't necessarily say somebody else beat us as much as we just beat ourselves, turning the ball over and not taking good shots. And when we did have open shots, not knocking them down. Um, so I, I felt like that, that really hurt us um, in that game. Something I see that's uh, kind of noteworthy is uh, all, former Auburn big recruit, Jul what is it, Julian Phillips? Yep. Only had two points. Um, great defensive effort. Because um, he's been averaging, I think, double digits. Yes, he he has been. He's been one of the the Vols' key players, and um, yeah, he's been averaging nine point two points per game. So um, limiting him was huge. And I, like I said, Auburn did a tremendous job defensively. It's just our offense was just atrocious and that has been the case a lot of this season um not gonna say i'm not i don't think i should say m most of the games this that we have lost this season but because sometimes it's the defensive effort sometimes it's the offensive effort um it just depends but let's move on to uh the most recent game, which was tonight, Auburn falls 83-78 to to Texas A&M. Texas A&M gets the season sweep over the Tigers. And um, Auburn was in the lead, I would say, most of the night tonight. Yeah, I, um, I would agree. We, we got on a run there in the first half, and what looked like 
to me, I was thinking we were going to go into half up by about eight to ten points. And A&M, you know, went on a run before half. Um, <laughs> there, I believe there wasn't a foul called in the first six minutes of the game. And, um, boy, did that change quick. Um, so they capitalized off of their free throws. And, and we really didn't tonight, only shooting about 64% from the line. And I think that, you know, looking down the stretch – you know, losing by five points, we missed five free throws. And yeah. I'm not obviously I'm not expecting you to go a hundred percent from the free throw line, but but we missed some down the stretch, especially from Wendell Green. Wendell is normally our reliable from the line and he was three of six tonight from the free throw line. That's something as good of a game as he had down the stretch, free throws were, were kind of disappointing as far as coming from Wendell Green. Yeah, and I think I, the the biggest factor, in my opinion, was Auburn shot 14 free throws, A&M shot 39 free throws. Um, even if Auburn would have gone 14 to 14, t- uh, Texas A&M still made 31 free throws out of their 39 attempts. I agree. Um, and that's just the, the story of the game. I feel like tonight was Auburn did not drive the ball enough. And I feel like a large part of it was um, we didn't get the ball inside to Janai near like we needed to. Um, and Janai and Jalen both getting in foul trouble hurt us um, late in the game. But, I mean, at the end of the day, um, we we got to – I mean, the refs, I'm not going to say they were great they or good, but they were – I mean, they, I would say they were consistent – um, not, I mean, the first half they didn't really call anything and the second half they called everything, but it wasn't really, they were doing it for one team or the other. It was just Auburn was not driving the ball. Auburn did not initiate the contact near enough. And we didn't defend without fouling. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that they, I read there was a 12 minute stretch where A&M made three shots and they were right there in the game the whole time because they got, I believe they got fouled on five or six straight possessions in a row. And that's just something that can't happen when you're defending the ball. You, you've got to defend without fouling. Yeah, I, I would agree. And just a disappointing loss um, tonight because I felt like we had it um, in our hands most of the night. Um, and this is first time I'm looking at the stat line. Uh, leading scorer was Wendell with 20. Shocker. Janai with 18 was next. Shocker again. Um, and then the third shocker is Jalen and Allen are the only other two in double digits with 12. Um, 12 each. But besides that, besides those four, the contribution is next to nothing. Right. Um, and that's the problem. I mean, when on a night where one or two of those four are struggling, we've got to have somebody else step up. I mean, you got to have a Zepp Jasper or a KD Johnson or a, a Leor Berman or a Chris Moore or a Yoan Traor. They, somebody's got to step up. Okay. And um, that's what it comes down to is those are the only really four players that are scoring for the team. And it's, it's tough to win when you only have four players that are really contributing in points. Which credit to, uh, you know, 
I agree to an extent, but looking at this, I did not realize that four of those players play 30 or more minutes every game. So everyone else is playing less than 10 minutes a game. Um, so they aren't playing many minutes, but when they are in, um, you know, we're not, we're not really scoring much during that time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, thankfully at times we defend, we defend well. And that's been another thing when we are defending the basketball, I mean, we're a hard team to beat because we stay in games. But when when we don't play, you can't not play defense when you're not performing well offensively. Yeah, and watching the highlights right here, we were tied 74-74 with about three and a half minutes left. And then they just attacked Janai because he had four fouls uh, two two times down the floor in a row. And Janai was unable to do to really do anything right. because he had four fouls. I agree, but and, I also think that when you've got just a couple minutes left in the game, you've got you've got to contest. Oh yeah. If you if you foul out at that point, it, it it's not you know doesn't really matter because points with with a couple minutes left that that's a I mean that's the difference between you know losing eighty three seventy eight or or maybe coming out with a with a two point win. Yeah, I agree, and but it was just a a tough night. Um, to be be an Auburn Tiger, been a and, tough couple weeks. Yes, a tough tough couple weeks. But wow. what a chance for us to to right the ship and get back on track. Um, coming this Saturday, really the next four games. I mean, with a yeah. win with a win Saturday, and then you got Missouri at home at Vanderbilt and Ole Miss at home. I mean, if you win Alabama, that could give you momentum to go on a four game winning streak right there. And if you could if you could somehow do that and have that momentum going into Rupp, I mean, you never know what could happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, but just the um, if if we get to eleven wins in conference, I feel like there's no doubt we are in the tournament. Um, I think if you if you could just get to about ten, and one of your wins comes against a, an Alabama or a Tennessee or a Kentucky. I think I think that's enough to to get you in because with your two wins over Northwestern and St. Louis right now, who are both looking like they might be tournament teams, um, I think that you know and just you know I hate to say this, but but it you we have seen it be proven effective is you know if you have been proven to be a tournament team um, the last few years that that those teams seem to get a nod a lot of the times over over others. Yeah. So hopefully Auburn is, um, I mean, with our blue blood history, um, I mean, you know, Auburn is a blue blood and Auburn's historically a basketball school. Yeah. So, um, I mean, as as one of my friends would say, Auburn fans have been basketball fans for what, like five years, six years. Um, but um, hopefully Auburn can find a way in the tourney and, uh, but we'll see, but um, any any in any more thoughts, um, Jace, for this episode? Um, uh, I don't think so. Um, s- s- save your voice if you're if you're going to the game Saturday because we're gonna need you there and we're gonna need you we're gonna need you loud because it's gonna it's gonna take a lot um to be able to pull it off on Saturday. I'm ready to get off to one of those. Uh, like I think it was like eight zero or ten zero starts that we had against Texas A and M. Wouldn't that be nice? Where we thought and, that, and actually keep it this time. Yeah, <laughs> where we I mean the 
if if we would have been playing Alabama in that game and we had started off on that same same way a ten zero run, I think the roof may have blown yeah. off the place. So I think they might would have had to postpone the game. Um, yes, the, the the arena may have come crashing down. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, well, not necessarily the arena crashing down, but um, <laughs> but I'm hoping to make that much noise and um, just have a great environment on Saturday and. I think it will be. Um, I fully expect the the Pearlville to be taking place with the students camping out the night before. And oh, they might be out there right now. That's true. That's very true. Um, they they might have very well be out there right now. Um, just a huge, huge game for the Auburn Tigers. But I think that'll just about do it on this episode of Inside the Jungle. Uh, thank you for listening, and until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.